on this episode of Quantum Week, December 9th through 15th, 2007. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year, and we talk about the movies, the music, the headlines, everything that's happening during that time period to make it unique. And we're staying in December 2007. Yes, uh, this is finishing up our 2007 uh, in December here, uh, and we're uh, we have the I Am Legend is the movie, and we have a Kanye West on Good, Good Life. Good Life, yeah. Uh, so uh, let's get right into the movie. Perfect. Yeah, um, I am legend. So this movie is uh, very frustrating for me. I think half the movie is really interesting, really yep. good, really fun. Half the movie is complete trash, garbage. I wouldn't go that far personally, but um, I I do oh, share it's, some it's frustration. Bad. It's really bad. You think it's I'll, really bad? I'll, 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 I'll go to the mattress on this one. I'll fight in this one. This I love going to the mattress. Half, 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 that's <laughs> you brought it up. That's kind of, <laughs> but when you say it as a different. <laughs> Uh, no, this, they, I'll, I'll, I'll fight. I'll fight to the death. This one. Uh, okay. we probably they, don't have to do that. Better away. <laughs> probably not. Uh, no, but it, it is frustrating. Uh, half this movie is, uh, is quite good. The, uh, all this stuff with Will Smith being alone, the dog, yeah. the, uh, the set design is really well cared for. Like there's so many little neat touches. Like he has like a, he has like, you know, famous paintings in his house. He has uh, the, the cool shots of like all the food he had, like yeah. just how he plans his day is really, right. really interesting to me. I forgot how long it, he, the movie goes with. It's just him and the dog. See, in my mind, I thought it was longer because that's uh, all I care about because right. the rest of this movie, the, the vampire thing is so shitty. Yeah. It's so bad. It is such crap. It's hard to believe this is the same movie. It, it's, it's, it's really frustrating because honestly, I could have watched a movie where it was just a day in this guy's life. Yeah. No vampires. Yeah, you're right. That no, would have been none interesting. None of this vampire yeah. stuff. Sure. Sure. the vampires. Maybe everyone just died of a plague. I think they're more like zombies than vampires. Whatever they are. It's with so you, but. stupid. But you're, it's kind of like you're, it sounds like you're describing from dusk till dawn, actually. Uh, no, from dusk, <laughs> it is two movies from dusk till dawn. At least it's, it's entertaining. And, and as much as I don't really love the schlocky yeah. horror stuff, they are playing into it. Yeah, they This are. movie thinks it's like, it's something that it's not. Yeah. Half the movie is quite good. Like Will Smith is such a captivating. He he's is. so good. He's yep. really, and this is like peak Will Smith. Yep. Uh, in my opinion, there's a couple of different, and we can go into that later with his career. But, um, but with just him, just him and the dog, just like driving around, like having this really interesting day. It's all shot on location, yeah. which was a great decision by the director. I keep forgetting. It's Francis. Was it Stevenson? I keep forgetting this guy's name. It's driving me crazy. I had the, is it the cinematographer who is what do you no, mean? The director. Oh, the director. No, it's uh, it's Lawrence. Francis Lawrence. Right? Yeah. Uh, actually, I don't remember his first name. I think it's Francis. Yeah, Lawrence is. He's an interesting. He's an interesting guy. All of his films are hits, like gigantic hits. Every single thing he's done. You know, he well, started. He did like nine. He did like three Hunger Games movies. He did three. Right, but he also did Constantine. He did I Am, which was a huge hit. This was a huge hit. This was five hundred eighty million huge at the box, yeah, yeah. box office. Worldwide, yeah, yeah. Um, Everything he did, Water for Elephants was big. Um, that was a big hit. Yeah. Well, well, if you th- if it spent like twenty five million, it made one hundred and twenty five million. It made that much. Yeah, it made a shit ton. Everything yeah, he's, he's done. He's a populist director. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. That, that's yeah. Not gonna... Well, that's the thing is he's he chooses the right projects. I don't think he's particularly amazing. Although I do like, there's a lot of, I, there is a lot of this direction that I like. There's in a this lot film. I don't like in this movie. But yeah, there's, I, I can pin on him. Yeah. But one thing I give him credit for yeah. uh, is that it was, he forced, he didn't, he first was supposed to take place in LA. 
Okay. And he said, I want it in New York, which is because LA is empty all the time. Like, you know, there's, it's always traffic, but there's, there's not like the sidewalks sometimes are completely empty. Right. So New York is always clusterfuck. And they, studio agreed. And she was like, well, yeah, but let's shoot it on sign stages here in LA. It's a lot. To, he's like, no, I want to shoot on location. So he used CGI to kind of get rid of. Do you erase people? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then they also uh, spent five, that Brooklyn Bridge shot. When, yeah, when, his, they sh- when his when the family dies in the helicopter, right, they, uh, they that, all of that like that, you know, that yeah. um, uh, the flashbacks right. that cost five billion to shoot that. Did it really? Just that, which is a lot, because you know that's not that's not taking the actor salary into you know anything else. It's just simply just how much it costs to like do it, do that one yeah. shot with the extras and everything else. Uh, it's really good. It's really really yeah. really well done. Um, uh, but he kind of kind of forced his hand a little bit on that one. Um, and the studio agreed, you know, thankfully they had Will Smith attached to this or else they wouldn't have. Right. Um, but, uh, that was a good call. Uh, but on the flip side, the zombies or whatever they are, the dark seekers, I guess they're called, they're called dark seekers. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they are one of the worst looking things. They don't look good. They're, they don't look human. They you don't, don't look, think they look awful. They're all CGI. I yeah, guess they definitely. had, they had yeah. humans do it. Did they? And, and they just like CGI over. Was like, oh. Yeah, I guess the pro, I guess it was like prosthetics didn't work, so they had to like take them out. I guess this was the constant thing up right up until the movie got released. They kept like not knowing how to like because they, what they had kept doing wasn't working. And yeah. It never worked. It looks terrible. They do look bad. They they go they're stupid. They scream. It's like yeah. they, there's the worst. Why even have them in there? Why why have why have them in? I understand they're taking the Iron Legend. From the story, and I guess and that yeah. was more vampire-ish. Was it? Okay. Um, Richard Madison, who's great, who, who does a lot of the Twilight Zones. Uh, if you've watched uh, like the Twilight Zone with the, the thing on the wing. Yep. Oh, yeah. He wrote that. that. He wrote, I think he wrote 18 different Twilight Zones. I didn't that. know that. Yeah, that, um, that's a neat one. And he, he's, he's a very good writer. Yeah. Uh, so he took his story, and I think they wanted that. But other than, you know, it's a very loose interpretation of that story. I'm sure. The story is not incredibly well written. I um, shouldn't say it. Story... I don't love the book very much. I read it a long time ago. I don't really care for it. Okay. Um, but I love the idea. Madison always has really cool creative ideas. Uh, so they took that the story that has been kind of kicked around. It's supposed to be Ridley Scott was supposed to direct this. That would have been interesting. Um, and it was supposed to be Ridley Scott and Arnold Schwarzenegger. That would have been weird. Yes. <laughs> I agree. I know. Um, I de- I'm surprised that Ridley would have ever agreed to something like this that. This was the late 90s. And then what happened was Batman and Robin happened. Okay. And it kind of tanked him. And then uh, yeah. Ridley Scott was actually coming off some bombs. This was at his kind of lowest point. He did the Columbus movie. Uh, yeah, 14, he, was it 1492? Yeah, yeah, he had a couple other ones that didn't work. And the studio was like, eh, I don't know. Let's, let's, you know, let's put a pin in this kind of thing. Sure. And uh, and then it ended up kind of getting kicked around a lot. And then Akiva, our friend, our buddy Akiva. I know, he, he produced it and like co-wrote it yes. or something, right? Yeah. I'm guessing he wrote all the zombie parts. This might be his best film, though. <laughs> I know, it might be. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, so... It, it, but wait, you do you don't think that they should be there? I mean, the song like it's part of the plot. But why? Well, because you, you need- can do whatever you want when you're right. Like you don't need to have these things in here. I guess you do, but well, there needs to be something that's challenging. Why? Him. I, I watched do- this guy just drive around New York empty. Then it would have been a completely different movie. I don't think it would have been that different. Well, because the whole plot, like the plot, is him finding the cure for this thing. No, you're getting way in the weeds in this, and this is this exact. You're you're. Am I the problem? You're exactly the fucking problem. The studio system. Hey, man, I want that, more. That's exa- No, you want less. I want that's, less. That's the fucking problem. Is that no? We have to have this thing. We have to have this driving force. Well, stop for a second. Just ask yourself why. I'm just saying it's not the movie anymore. At that it point. is the movie. It's a why different movie. Why do you need to have that? <laughs> but why? Why we have? Well, we have to tell. No, a story. it could be just a character study of him through his day. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you could. This guy, what is the best part of the movie to you? 
Yeah, I think it's, well, I think it's very exciting. The car chase in the beginning, seeing how he's dealing with animals, seeing the star, the starkness of the, totally of the city, the overgrowth, the animals taking over. All that stuff is really Watching cool. Watching him even, even However, the mannequins and stuff. It's yeah, like, yeah, like, you're right. You yeah. see his mind yep. slowly deteriorating. Yeah. And it's like, that's really fascinating to me. It is. I, I could watch, that. that's where the movie should be. So like, instead of always needing to drive this plot, that is completely unnecessary that they need to do to somehow sell this movie to people. Just stop for a second. Ask yourselves why. I don't know. There were parts though that I really liked about the, the zombie what? part. Like him clearing the room under the underpass when the dog goes in is fucking frightening as shit as he's walking through the dark. Yeah. All that stuff. Th- that, that is well done. You know what's funny though? And, that, you know why that's well done? We're not seeing these fucking Yeah, things. we don't see it until kind of the end where he like, Right, he, he like, uh, yeah, he trains his his gun up with his his um his light on it, and you see them kind of all. In, I think there must be a sleep sort of they're, when they're in that huddle. Yeah, in that little fine. huddle, yeah. They lose me the second that they actually show the, the creature, out, right? And, you know, and then he chases them down, and the chase scene's really bizarre, yeah, it's not, and it's yeah. not very well shot. But what, and then what about the dog scene though? The the like those dog zombie things, and they're standing behind the fading light. So these creatures are smart enough to still know that they own dogs. Yeah, I well, like what the fuck is oh, happening? He, no, he his character, uh, Smith's character, totally underestimates the cognitive ability of these things. Totally does. Yeah, and I mean, you even say they're de- like he. Um, they also there's an alternate ending that would have explained this a little bit better well, too. Actually, that is horrible. That is that sounds even worse. I, I actually watched it. Um, oh, you watched? It? I always read about it. Yeah, I tried. To, actually, I tried to get it through uh, Amazon. Okay. But it yeah, would, yeah. I would have had to sign up for stars or something. So I, I couldn't oh, have yeah. done it. But, but I saw the ending on YouTube and I think it, it actually makes it a little bit clearer. The ending is the alternate ending is all these things want is the woman back that he stole. So he stole the woman to, <laughs> right. to and, and so what it does is it says, He's the bad guy in right. this. He's, he's but the that's bad guy. not the case because we see him steal the woman. We see him steal the woman. And these, to, yeah, but these to like creatures wanted him dead long before that. Yeah, but he's stolen. You Did you see the mural of the 30, 40 of these things that he oh, stole and stole, tested yes. on? So, I mean, he's been doing it for three years. But don't they, they come to like a common bond because there's like a butterfly shape in the glass, right? Um, who comes to a common bond? Like the zombie? No, and, no, no. Oh, Did okay. you watch this? Did you watch this again? Maybe. No, no, no. I'm talking about the alternative. Oh, ending. the alternative. Ending. Um, I didn't see. It didn't show that part in the alternative. Okay. Ending, but so you may be right. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. So I believe the alternative ending how it works is and they kind of like shake hands and like go yeah, their yeah, merry ways. Yeah, pretty weird. much. <laughs> he, get, he gets away, weird. and he goes, I think he does. Yeah. He meets them in Vermont, which is crazy. Uh, it, uh, yeah, they didn't show that part. To, I don't want to get too down the weeds okay. of alternative endings, but the the vampire element. Uh, but I mean, they are smarter. They are smarter they are than, smarter right. than he so yeah, for, right? I do think that so they, they, can they have, have dogs. Yeah, I mean, he sets a trap for that uh, and they, for, and they, for Will they, Smith. And they copy the trap that he has set yeah, for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So I, I think that, I mean, they, they make a point to that. all that stuff isn't explained very well. Well, I- Because we're even having a discussion right now. No, I, I have two, but like, we're discussing, are they smart? We don't really know. There's not, it's not clear at all. No, the, I think they wanted us to know that Will Smith was completely underestimating them. Because he even says in his little uh, doctor recorder or whatever, you know, they um, one of them went out into the sunlight, burning themselves on purpose. So they must have been totally, you know, dehumanized at this point, just running on instinct. But think, that's not the case. It's because he wanted his woman back. This you seen you you think that's like an interesting part of the movie. You think all of this stuff with these dark seekers, you know, having intelligence. Not you think this is an interesting thing in this movie? I thought I, I was completely like, this sucks. This I like see. I like the fantasy sci-fi shit. So that's it's, fine. It's I do too. When it's done well. This isn't done well. It's not very clear. The effects are horrible. The effects are bad. It's taking away totally. from the interesting part of the movie, which we spent the first forty-five minutes doing. Yeah, the first forty-five. 
45 minutes of this movie is, are, are, is, this is a good movie. Yeah, it is. And I'm like, oh, wow. In fact, I'm, I'm watching, I got fucking sucked in again. It got me a fucking <laughs> again. I'm so angry. So when I saw this, I saw this the last time I really sat down and watched this was the movie theaters in yeah. 2007. And uh, I walked out really pissed off. I'm like, oh, I, I got into this movie and then, you know, then it does this like, you know. You me. It, and then it becomes a stupid vampire, whatever the fuck it is, dark secret movie. And then I'm watching it again last yesterday, and halfway through, I'm like, you know what? I forgot how good this movie is. <laughs> and it, by the end, I'm like, this fucking movie fucking is movie. trash. Yeah. God damn it. And it's just so frustrating. I just watch this guy for a fucking day. That's all you need to do, and it would have been great. would have been really interesting. Th- these dark seekers, this is some of the worst villains in a decent movie I've ever seen. I know. They must have had a budget, too. I'm surprised that they looked as bad as they did. $150 million. That was the budget? Yes. This movie cut. They said $5 Holy million dollars to book a bridge. Holy shit. Yeah, they, they five sh- million on extras and permits. Like they had enough to make this look decent. They should have Peter Jackson come in and show you how to make these fucking vampires and orcs and shit. Or just don't have them in the movie. Just show them. Show I'm them just huddling. Like, we don't need to see this big fight scene between him shooting a rifle at, at vampire. What are we doing? Yeah, I know. Well, that I mean, we're just taking the movie as it is, and every intelligent aspect of the movie just disintegrates the second the dog dies. It's so frustrating. That's a tough one. It, and uh, it's just the second that dog dies, yeah. the movie dies with it. And it's just, it just, cause you know what happens? You lose a connection. You do. And then they bring in an actress that can't act. Yeah. She's not. Alice she's not Braga is terrible. Yeah. She's not very and this, good. this, this mute son, apparently yeah. this kid that doesn't, that, 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 they didn't want to pay him. So they, right. They just, <laughs> yeah, he's not even sag. <laughs> the same money that Brooklyn bridge, Berlin, right. money Brooklyn bridge. This kid that can't act worth a damn. This woman that has the, charisma of a paper bag she they does. bring them into this house for what is is it's so i i don't know if i've ever been this this is about as frustrated i've been because i because you're it's one thing when you watch a trash movie Poseidon, and you know the whole way Poseidon it's gonna just be trash. shitty yeah Poseidon's right. always trash it's trash to me in the end yep. you laugh at it it's, it's garbage this is a talented star yep it's yep right with an interesting premise a really good premise and the money to do it and they st- they still fuck it up. They show <laughs> this is a great another great example of, of this movie. Just they you know they turn chicken soup into chicken shit. You have, you have Emma Thompson, who's a great actress. That's funny that she's in for thirty seconds. Really good in that. She's this cocky. Yeah, she is. It's yep. it's we cured cancer. We yeah we did you know and it was like oh wow you know and you're like that's probably how someone would be you know it's like oh I, I buy this let's see more of her yeah. realizing that what she did got fucked I would have Emma Thompson's a brilliant actress I would have loved to yeah. have seen her react to this I found situation. that to be a strange why why they would get her just for that scene it's like it seemed odd that they would get her instead of just some no name who could act but just some no name like why get her if it's you're not great use her. and you're right I would. Here's an idea, guys. Instead of having these stupid vampires show, keep showing flashbacks of how the world reacted, how she reacted to this problem. This could have been like a movie in two parts. Like, but you know, you keep cutting in and yep. cutting back out. Like his memories just keep going back to this, you know, the world disintegrating. And they talked too about how they wanted to do a prequel to this. Did they? And I didn't know it that. just didn't work out scheduling yeah. wise and everything else. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, and that would have but been. We've, we've all seen that prequel anyway, like the you know going down the road to zombie apocalypse. We've seen that in a number of different movies. That'd I guess have been we have. You know, the other thing too is I also will be guilty here of being. I'm a big fan of that genre. You are really. I like. I love apocalyptic 20, are, like, stuff. Do you like uh, Twenty Eight Days? Yeah, uh, later I, that, those? Uh, I I love the idea of another movie. Another movie that is good in one half and bad in the other. Yeah, um, I, haven't seen I it in love the idea years. of guys or people just walking around without anyone like I, I love like there's a show on Fox the last man on earth 
I don't know that one. With Will Forte. It's a pretty good comedy. It's it's hit or miss. Um, They take a lot of chances, Um, but it's basically the premise of he's the last person, the last man on earth, but then he does eventually meet, he does meet people. Yeah. Um, But uh, that first episode is him just like going around like LA and all around like the West just like driving around being alone. It's really fast. I love that. I, I, so I, I, this is like right into right up my alley. I can see why you'd be so disappointed then. And then that, and the I thought it was really fascinating. It was really good. And it was really fun seeing, and Will Smith at that point was still a really good actor. And he was, he was really, I think, I think he was like peak powers. Um, and he was selling it to me. I was completely buying it. I'm yeah. like, this is really good. Yeah. Um, and then obviously then it just becomes an, a dumb action movie. And it was, just, it was just him running around the house with these two other actors that can't act with this gun. And I'm just like, what am I watching? What was happening? Right. Like what happened a half an hour ago? And this guy was making really intelligent, interesting choices. And I was really captivated and I really didn't know what was going to happen next. You knew it was going to happen. You knew the second that girl and that kid got there, they're going to live. And the second she mentions like Vermont, all right, well, they're going to live. He's probably going to die because he already lost so much. Right, yeah. So, uh, all right, so he'll die saving them. Like, it's just, he'll find the cure at the last second. It's like, what happened? I don't know why they had to put in the God element, though. Like, he asked her, why do you know that Vermont exists? She right. said, because God told me. God like, told why me. did they, why? Just, you could have just said, I heard it, like, they're broadcasting on a radio. I heard them. Right. Why, they, like, why the God thing? And then the whole butterfly from the kid to the butterfly looking in the glass to she's got a butterfly tattoo. Well, the butterfly it pays that, off at the end. Yeah, like I don't well, well, with the, the, when they break the glass, it's a butterfly shape. And yeah, that's, exactly. that's somehow a butterfly shape makes the zombie man realize, oh, wait, I'm not a zombie man. <laughs> I'm actually a human once. That's the alternative ending. That doesn't happen. In right, I know. Right. But yeah, none of that. I think that's why I think they were selling probably, the butterfly that way. That's why they did it though. Yeah, but none of that made sense. Like you don't, you didn't need to do that. Like, and I, I mean- what, you, not at all. He, people can have their faith or not, but it just it doesn't. It didn't make sense in this. It didn't make sense. And this came up at another point where we didn't make sense during yeah. the, during the flashback. They stop getting on a helicopter to take a quick forty second prayer. I know. Like, hey guys, you know, hey, hey, maybe take off. Actually, if they didn't do that, they would have lived. They might have lived. They would have lived. Oh, that was dumb. Is this movie an anti vax movie? Looked at. Um, I mean, at least in part, it looked at, or at least, I mean, there's definitely anti-technology. If you, I am, not, I, anti- am, I am pro-vaccination. Yeah. If you are someone who is anti-vax, though, I can see how you'd be like, this is my kind of movie. <laughs> right. This right, is, right. Exactly. See? <laughs> see? Right. I yeah. was thinking that watching it. It was also interesting watching, um, so a few things hit me that are related to the world we're in now. Yeah, I felt the same way, probably. Yeah. Uh, especially the beginning parts. It's like, you know it said three years later. And I remember when I, I think when I first saw the movie, the theater, I was like, no way in three years would it collapse this fast. And it's like, well maybe, well, maybe it could. Yeah, I think so. I do have some issues with three years later. And then three years, like there's grass growing, like from the streets like that. Like, I don't, I think it would have. Yeah. And the cracks in the street. Is that, is that how particularly, it works? Yeah. Particularly in, uh, in that's, I was asking myself, Jesus Christ, how is he dealing with the winter time? Good thing. They, they shot this in the summer, right? I know. Cause that would have been a fucking mess. I know. And he survived three of them. But frost heaves definitely would have cracked that pavement, and you would have gotten grass through. I was actually surprised the grass, especially in the medians, were not wasn't even bigger than, yeah. than what it was. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you look at my field out there, what happens? But I don't mow it. What happens between the beginning of the summer to the end of it is, but it comes it's as up tall to the, as me. To the pavement, though, like you it? would see. Yeah, because well, it depends on where it is. Like you wouldn't see it. No, if there's like subway underneath or sewer underneath, then no, of course not. But if there's right. if there's earth underneath, yeah, because you'd have frost heaves and. Because you know they're constantly paving and. That's so another question. Is okay. So these, all the time, these dark seekers. Yeah, they live in abandoned buildings. Why yeah. do you just live in the fucking subway? It's always dark there. Why are you in a building that has windows? Yeah, that's a good question. It didn't make sense to me either. Then, this, then, 
no thought went into the dark seekers. Well, the other so, thing is, it's, I'm, I'm legit angry about it. Okay, well, this will make you more angry. So the other part, the other part of the issue with the dark seekers is they obviously have a very faster, they have a faster metabolism than normal humans. Okay, oh, that's sure. Why, well, no, but that well, they're you see their pulse rate is two hundred. Right, normal their temperature is very 60. high. Too. Their temperature is higher, so that means they're burning fuel fast. Okay. You see, they're fast. They're super fast. They're, fast. they're super yeah, strong. Yeah, 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 right. That means it's right. because their metabolism's up. Okay, so which means that they need to consume fuel. Sure. Like a lot more fuel, a lot more calories than we then, do. Right. What, what are they fucking eating? What are they eating? I thought about that too. If he's the last one. I mean, some animals, but they probably wouldn't be able, but the animals would know to stay with the fuck away from, you know, stay the fuck away from and them. It for seems the most like part. they weren't that into animals. I don't know. They didn't have a lot of traps think, there for didn't animals. Didn't they take, I thought they took out, uh, in one scene, they took out an elk or something. Maybe maybe they didn't. No, maybe we didn't. We That would have had to be. Oh, no, there was an a elk, dark scene. a dead elk in that room. That's, what, that, it that's, that's what, what it was. That's what it was. Yeah, and a lion. But they didn't seem too interested. They were too busy huddling and like having right. like talking about what, you know, what the third down play is. Right. Then it was about <laughs> eating the elk that's apparently dead next to them. Yeah. I did. There was, there was, yeah, there was like. Very rarely do I watch a movie that I want to like jump in like into the DVD like box and like strangle and like <laughs> it's like, almost like seeing you know it's almost like seeing, seeing like a like a kid a teenager with a lot of potential yeah he's like pissing it away and you're like yeah. what the fuck are you doing yeah uh, that's how I felt like half of this movie I felt like that frustrated like what are you doing you're better than this stop I think they the director probably considers the alternate ending as his as the artistic part of it and he, he's I wonder if he's let down. And he thought that that, that made a, might have saved it. He's probably let down looking back at this I don't movie. like this guy. I, I will be honest. So I've only seen one of the Hunger Games movies and it's the one that he didn't direct. It's the first one. Right. Uh, but I mean, just kind of, you know, I mean, this sounds shitty, but like to sell your soul and direct three of these like movies that are based on books for kids. Like, well, is this what you're going to do with your peak time? Well, they're anti-establishment. They're very libertarian. That's fine. Right my and that, that's great. I, and, and. Uh, but they're books for children. I mean, they are. They're in the young adult oh, section. Oh, yeah. Of no, I know, I know. And that's what this guy is going to, like, spend his, like, you know, next few years doing. The thing, it made, like, between the four films, made two and a half billion dollars. Yeah, a ton so. of money. I get it. Yeah. I, I just, and I get it. Maybe that's shitty of me to say. The you other know, thing I, is, you know, I, it's funny. I, I get mad at the director, but I'm not mad at, like, Philip Seymour Hoffman for taking the role. Right. You know, I, got, I guess I got to be fair on that. And you I don't should. Know, but I also, see, well, I also know. think about this guy. He was he did a ton of music videos. Like, yes. that was his thing. He probably, right. for everybody. Like, name him, he did a music yeah. video for him. So I wonder if he was just like, I'm just tired of, I, I can imagine that's a lot of work dealing with, Sure. I mean, you're dealing, at least on a new movie set, you're dealing with the same star for probably well, two that. months. Also, too, you're waiting for the next check to come. What That's if, what right, if you yeah. don't get the next video? Yeah, so, exactly. And I get it. And this guy's now in a franchise. And then, yeah. and, you know, and, and I guess far be it for me. It's just frustrating when I see someone kind of like, I don't know, like, uh, is this what we're doing, really? Yeah. You know? I liked Constantine. You probably didn't like it. I haven't it. seen it. It's uh, Keanu Reeves, yeah. um, sort of a, yeah. I doubt it's my. Demon I don't think it's my. my it's probably not your thing. Carrie's demon pick doesn't sound like up my alley, but with um, uh, Rachel Weiss too, which is nice. Okay, yeah, she's attractive. Yeah, it doesn't. It's that it doesn't. I like the film. That's not on my my short list. Probably no. If I we run imagine. into it, I'll watch it. But um, we might because that thing, like I said, it made. I can't remember. Made, what it made like one hundred and sixty, seventy million dollars. Yeah, we are into it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I this movie is frustrating me. I, I I'll give it. I'll give it a B minus. Um, I'm good with a B on this uh, I, one. I, I, will, I will admit the first 45 minutes, we're talking like A minus movie for me. I yeah. really like this movie. Yeah. Uh, and then it completely, it's, it's not going to make my top five, bottom no, five no, 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 no. of movies we've it's covered. Right it's in the middle somewhere. Um, it was in, it might've been in the argument for top five. If it, if it, if it doesn't become this, you know, movie with guns and vampires and whatever the fuck he's doing. I wish you'd call them zombies. They're not zombies though, are they? Yeah, they are. Cause they're, I mean, they're biting people to eat them, but they're not right. biting them but to they suck come, their they blood. Can't, I guess the reason I keep calling them vampires is because they can't have sunlight. Yeah. So they're just, not really zombies pig- either. They're like this weird, like it's a pigment issue. I don't know why. 
I don't know why they did that. I would have loved to have seen more about like just. I would have loved to watch like a five minute shot of Emma Thompson realizing this was happening. That would that would have been cool. Great scene, man. Yeah. Yep. Like there's so many things they could have, there's so much they left on the table and there's so much they put on the table that shouldn't have been there. Well, I wonder, it wasn't even that long. I think it was an hour and 40. They, they could have put another 10 minutes of the film and done that. They could have taken out a, a, a 40 minute section right there very easily. <laughs> well, it would have been a different movie though if they did that. It really wouldn't have been. It would have been the same movie. He's alone in New York. And I ask people, what is I Am Legend about? They almost all will say Will Smith alone in New York. And then the dog dies. Everyone remembers that. Well, no course. one's going to remember. He's but running. he finds the cure. You don't find that as like... you. you that you, is so stupid and shoehorned. Fuck the cure. Why do we need <laughs> to have everything be resolved? Why? Well, you've given other movies shit for not resolving things like what? people murdering people and that sort of, and not and not coming to justice stuff like oh, that. Poseidon when he when no, Richard Dreyfuss kicks well, no, off. No. That's I was thinking stupid. I was thinking more of a Time to Kill actually when you know people are just randomly killing people and they never come to justice, not tying up loose ends. That's, so I, I just find that you're I'm, talking about two totally is it two, different things. Tell here. me why it's different. Okay, so one thing is a Time to Kill. Yeah. There's a guy in a roof. He shoots people and then he somehow <laughs> yes, escapes. He does. That's a pothole. That's just, that's just that's shoehorned in there to try to make create drama for no reason. Right. We don't need to see the protagonist find a cure. We can see the protagonist go to bed and the movie ends. We don't need to see the cure happen. Then you the want disease. the road. You want the road part two. I don't want, no, I don't. I want a movie. I don't need to have um, a happy ending. I don't, not, not everything needs to be tied in a bow. No, no. And this is why people freak out about the Sopranos ending. This is why, because people can't for one second not be, you know, held by the hand down the primrose path. <laughs> they need to be told, okay, and then he finds the cure and it is good. The child and actress that can't act are happy. This is good. It's like, stop fucking forcing stuff down my throat. Like, like just shut the fuck up for a second. Just let them, just tell a story. All right. I, I, this this is the kind of stuff that I, I know I'm kind of maybe going like, like Chris relax it's a bad, it's a no I don't mind go for it movie with Get Will Smith but it's just like this is the kind of stuff that's like oh man if we just you know if if you just stop trying to make you know stop trying to make movies for some housewife in Iowa you uh -huh. know and, and, or you know <laughs> but no but and, and stop trying to think you know what that person wants yeah. and just tell the best story you can. Stop trying to do things to try to get the best cinema score. Stop trying to do things for test screenings. Yep. Just stop. Just tell a fucking well, good story. Well, that's not going to happen when you're spending $150 million that's on what a movie. Happened. That's not what's going to happen. Exactly but I will probably go back that way because you're. Gonna, I think I think movies are going to be kind of gone for a Potentially. while. Potentially. Yeah. I mean, and this is why, too, you know, to go back to No Country for Old Men, and this is where if you want to give me shit for something, sure. Yeah, Chris, well, when you watched No Country for Old Men, you were mad that you didn't see the Josh Brolin guy and you felt... But you know what? That's well, as a younger you, but you understand that, that now. Young. I'm still, you know, late 20. No, 13 you know. years ago. I'm just saying yeah. like- but, but but I've I've come around on it because, you know, I've seen it a few times and it, it is it is high art and I've given it that. But you know what? It's, 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 that movie, that, those Coen brothers had courage where this director and this screenplay had no courage. I can see that. This was a studio, and it was a shame because it—it's. It, I think it just left all on the table. We can, we can. Well, I want to do the Will Smith Hall of Fame plaque, but um, are you, you give it a B minus? I give it a B. Okay, all right, that's fine. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. So I'm not going to be out about I Am Legend anymore. We're going to talk Will Smith. Will Smith, uh, Hall of Famer. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I know absolutely. You, you're a big fan. Well, I, I, I mean, in some I stuff. Know, I'm teasing you. I am too. I, I'm being. I'm I think being, he's great. Yeah, I think he's really he, great. He's really good in some stuff. He's had a huge career from music to TV, the huge right. TV show to. So a bunch this of is going to be movies only. So, right, of course. So the idea, kind of how the Hall of Fame pack works, is like, hey, what do you? What is the first thing you think about? What's his most iconic role? Sure. And I'll be honest with you, probably the most iconic role for me is probably Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I would think so, because that real that was formative for us at the time. Absolutely. Plus, yeah. you know, you're talking about you know how many how many probably episodes like they six had, six or seven yeah, seasons, I mean, something like that. You figured. 
20 episodes a season. So we're talking about 140. E- right. You know, that's 70 hours of that. So that's probably going to have a heavier weight than a two hour movie is Definitely. going to. So, uh, but this is going to be movies only. So what, what movie role is Will Smith's most iconic movie role? Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll kind of go through this here. So how it works is, you know, uh, we'll go through his career, uh, with his, Major movies, yep. and then um, you go one against the other yeah, exactly. until we find the one on top. Uh, so we'll start with uh, Six Degrees of Separation. This is a drama with Donald Sutherland in it, and uh, he he was pretty good in it. Um, I know I saw it, but I, I so long ago I don't even remember. Yeah, put it in the map, but uh, we'll start with that, and then and then next one is Bad Boys. Bad Boys. Bill Bad Boys. It was his first big hit. Yeah, yeah. I don't really like. I saw nah. it years ago. It doesn't really do. I, I'll be honest. I haven't seen the sequels. Um, I saw two. I haven't seen the newest one that just. The came new out. one made over two hundred million. Of course, it's domestic. Did. I'm not surprised. It's like it, the, it was the last big. I think it was like maybe like the last big hit. Yeah. Of of uh, of, uh, of maybe of all time. <laughs> um. And then the next uh, one, Independence Day. Oh, that's a tough one. Independence Day, Prob- Bad Boys. For me, it's Independence Day. I, pretty I, clearly. I think Independence. That's Day. A, that was a huge movie. I know he was. So was Bad Boys though. It it actually Bad Boys one wasn't huge. It wasn't. It it did get a huge legs and I think it was only like um Independence Day. I'm with you on that. Yeah, I mean that was a that was like a, I think it made like three or four times the box office. Okay, I don't know. But yeah, uh, it was I a trust it, you huge. Independence Day was a mammoth. I mean, you think back how big it was. The only knock on that I would say maybe it was more of an ensemble. Right, than Bad Boys, yes, where exactly. it was really him and Martin Lawrence. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think you know when I you know if I don't think of him as a cop with a gun, more I think of him more as the pilot. As the pilot. Yep. Yeah. Um, falls up with Men in Black. This, God this, damn it! How about this run? Yeah. You know, um, so 95 bad boys. Oh. And this is one movie a year. He was really smart about it. He's doing one movie a year. So 95, it is bad boys. 96 yeah. independence day. Yeah. Yeah. 97 men in black. Uh, I think men in black, oh, I think men in black and I think men in black, this is gonna be tough to beat. I think. Cause when I, I think this is the first thing. Cause not only but his, uh, you, his, um, costume yep. was very like, you know, it's very simple, but it is also very much the character. Yeah. Uh, and this movie, um, it's movie still like, I think holds up cause it's so weird. It's such a weird quirky movie. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would say man in black, I'm with you on that. Man in black. Yeah. Uh, once again, one movie a year, 97, uh, 98 enemy of the state. Yeah. Men in black. Man in black. I actually like enemy. Of Me the state. too. Yeah. With Gene, Gene Hackman. Hackman. You can't go wrong there. Yeah, of course. Uh, once again, when we were 99 wild, wild west, this is his first bomb. It's yeah. Work. I think I like that film more than most people did, but, uh, of course men in black is still sure. Uh, wild west. I'm guessing we're going to run into it. Did it make over a hundred million domestic? Yeah. Um, this, this is known as this huge bomb and, and um, uh, I haven't seen it in its entirety. You haven't, I haven't watched the entire thing. I can see that this would probably not be your film, but I, I like Kevin, I like Kevin a Klein. lot. And, uh, who's the guy that plays the bad guy? Um, he's a British actor. Uh, shit. I can't remember his name. That's fine. Uh, when I we, just like the cast. The cast is good. When we get into a Kevin Klein movie, I want to have a long discussion about what it means to be famous. What it means to have like a, uh, a good life. I think Kevin Klein has like the ideal life. Yeah. Of anyone who's like a major actor. Um, a 2000, he, another misstep, uh, legend of bagger Vance. I've never seen it this. was all right. I've never seen this. Yeah, Matt with Damon, Matt Damon. But you think about it, Matt Damon, Will Smith, how does this movie not, this movie made like 30 million. They don't have the best it chemistry in the film. It didn't work, I guess. And, yeah. and they did it. I remember when this came out, they had a horrible job promoting it. Yeah. Um, I know I saw, I probably even saw it in the theater, but no, Men in Black still. 2001, uh, he comes back, he does, does Ali and gets nominated for an Oscar. Men in Black. Me too. I, I, I think it's hard for this game or for the Hall of Fame Black when someone's playing a real person we know we have a totally. relationship with already. Yeah. It's hard to kind of uh, to, to change it. So in 2002, he doesn't do a movie. 2003, he does Bad Boys 2. So we'll stick Men, with Men, Men in Black. Black yeah. uh, 2004, he does I, Robot. 
Men in Black. I agree. Uh, I robot right up right up my alley though. By the way, <laughs> another, yes, you another like, film that's right up my alley. You like that? I, yeah. Did you see Bicentennial Man? Did you see that? Oh, it sucks. Okay, that's not a good film. Uh, 2004. He does. I, I I hate cartoons. I, I'll just announce it because the the tune heads will come after me. Of course. Uh, Shark Tale. He's the voice of. I don't even think I saw it. Don't even care. Men in Black. Uh, once again, keep kind of keeping that one movie a year. And the, this, and I recently keep saying that is because a lot of people don't do it. And a lot of it, you know, I think it's a real strategy doing this. And I think it really works. Because it just keeps you in the consciousness. But yet you're not over, it's not like oversaturation. It's like one movie. And for a long time, he was, he was like the summer guy. Like summer yeah, star. Because he's doing kind of big budget yep. movies and, and stuff. Um, 2005, he does Hitch. Based, yeah, I know. time movie. Yeah. Uh, 2000, uh, 2005, I'm sorry. 2006, he does a movie, uh, Pursuit of Happiness. Yep. It's nominated, like nominated for an Oscar. It's the second, there's no last Oscar got nominated for it. Um, what was the first? Ollie. Ollie. Yeah, okay. And both, both were main, you know, yeah. wasn't supporting his lead. I am a huge a Pursuit of Happiness stand. I think it's good. I think it's really good. Yeah. Uh, I really like this movie. This movie really hits me on a lot of emotional levels. Yeah. This goes back to my It's a Wonderful Life, Feel yeah. the Dreams, Capra type. I'm very sentimental with certain things. Um, this movie makes me weep. There's a scene with him and his son in the bathroom. Yeah. You know, like, he's got nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. And somebody's yep. trying to use the bathroom. He's like, please just like give me like, you know, yeah. I, I, it's, I really love the idea of someone too. Just like, he's in a really rough spot, but he, he works so hard to get out of it. Like I, this, he does. this hits me on every level. Yeah. Um, but still men in black. Yeah, Alien <laughs> Two. He has this really weird hairstyle in this he movie, does. Wait, and it yeah, does, he does. I don't think of Will like he looks kind of goofy. I know it's supposed to take place in the seventies, but it's still kind of weird. Yeah. Also, but Pursuit of Happiness also is one of the like the, the worst like wives. His like wife to start the movie is like the cruelest woman ever. Really bad. She's high in the uh, evil wife uh, uh, Mount Rushmore. Okay. Um, up with I Am Legend. Yeah. Okay. So we're still on Men in Black. Yeah. I am. Yeah. yeah. I am watching. They make like you said. It made a lot of money. Tons. Five hundred something million. And because this movie has such little dialogue, it, it made a ton of movie um overseas. I mean, a ton of money overseas. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Easier to understand, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, subtitles into that. Yeah. Really relatable. Like yeah. the van, you know, van, you know, it's just like oh, I don't need. And, and they had a Brazilian act, actress. That's right. Which which helps with with uh you know uh I don't think that's why they went and got her, but you never know with studios. Um. In 2008, oh, this movie's real bad. Seven pounds. I never saw it actually. Oh, it's bad. Is it it's bad? Really bad. Yeah. It's okay. Really, really awesome. And black then. And then, and then he kind of takes a break from uh, acting. Uh, he doesn't do a movie for four years. That's a long break. Is the next one After Earth? It's not. Uh, Men in Black Three. Okay. Well, which sorry. made more money than um, Men in Black Two, believe it or not. Did it? And Men in Black. Oh no, it did. I lied. I'm sorry. No, I think it did. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Bad Boys. Bad Boys Three made more money than any of the of the Bad Boys. That's what it was. Okay. Uh, Men in Black Three did not. Men in Black Three made the third amount. Um, but yeah, we'll stick with Men in Black One, right? Yeah, and of course. The, yeah. Uh, After Earth was the next year. Yeah, no. Which he helped write, <laughs> of course. His son's uh, is uh, sons in it. Yes, too. yes. He also he produced a Karate Kid, which is son. He really tried. Oh, hard. I forgot. And I think he's yeah. even uh, there's a movie. He's in production. He's with this kid too. He oh. he's really trying hard to get that. Well, kid. his daughter's in in uh, in I Am Legend. She's a little she girl. She is, and yeah. she's also in a movie that he produces in 2014, Annie. Annie? Yes. I don't, I don't, Which, I don't even remember that existed. <laughs> um, this is a Saturday Night Live joke, so I'm, I know I'm a white guy saying it, but they called it, I think it's Kenan Thompson called it Black Annie, or then he calls it Blanny. That's ridiculous. <laughs> well, it's because it's, it's, yeah, Annie's black, but he calls it Blanny, and for some reason, that's, that's, it's now, almost now I have it in my head now. As Blanny? As Blanny, because that, that's sad. Uh, but that's his daughter, plays the titular uh, role there? Yes, Okay. And he, but he produced that too. Oh, he like he's, he's trying to get his, yeah. his kids into roles. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the last movies Cameron Diaz did. She was Miss Hannigan, and then she she's retired from acting now. 
She's retired. Yeah. She says she'll have the right thing comes along and she'll do it, but she's she's done. Did not. Yeah. yeah. Um, then there's a movie called Focus in 2015. He also does Concussion in 2015 where he plays Didn't the doctor. It. Yeah. It's actually not bad. He got a Golden Globe nomination. Didn't get an Oscar nomination. Um, he's good in it. Um, it's it's not a bad movie, but it's not it's not what I don't think it, what they wanted it to be. I think they wanted it to be like this movie that like rips, you know, yeah, exposes yeah, yeah. AFL right. and didn't quite have a teeth. Like for the informant it. is that what that that one like the smoking one? Is yeah, it the it's like, like the that. informant, uh, like 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 filtered. Like yeah. it went through like a filtering device, like a Brita <laughs> uh, version of, uh, of of that movie. Uh, then in 2016, the Suicide Squad, which is atrocious. Oh, that's a bad film. But you know he's good in it. I don't remember. That movie is, that movie is, I mean, that's right up my alley too, by the way. I, well, I'm a DC guy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, that movie, uh, not DC movies, DC comics. Yeah, of course. Uh, but he, he, that movie is such a pile of steaming trash. It's terrible. It is terrible. Yeah. Uh, but he, and he, he plays a guy in the movie is kind of like exhausted world beaten yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't matter if he's just like, he realizes what's happening around him and he's just like, oh fuck Jesus. Um, cause he's obviously done great movies. You should know better. Uh, and he does, he does, you know, I'm going to go around through this because this gets rough. Collateral, beauty, bright, student, uh, I'm sorry, Aladdin. Bright Aladdin. is so bad. I heard Aladdin is horrible. I heard bright, bright's terrible, right? Bright is the, it's one of the worst things I've seen. So what happened there? I have no idea. Netflix must have given no, him a lot of money. but what happened to Will Smith? I don't know. Because he, he doesn't need the money. He can take whatever no, he wants, any project he wants. To give, you know, to give it some credit, bright is definitely, it's a different kind of film. So... Uh, it's in a world that we haven't really seen before. Maybe you saw franchise opportunity off of that. I don't know, but it was a piece of shit. But like what? But they, you know, also does I don't movie. know. He does Gemini man, which I guess is pretty it's bad. It's not good. You saw that? Yeah, I did. Oh, well, it's again, it's right at my, <laughs> like any of the oh, sci-fi God, future <laughs> shit. I'm in. Even if it's like terrible. Well, I didn't know it was terrible. The reviews are horrible. Yeah. I, I mean, Barbara and I will watch that sort of stuff. Any of the blockbuster sci-fi stuff. So we'll but what watch. happened? Like you, you, I don't know. It makes like, no but sense. What happened to him? Like, I don't, I don't know what happened. Like, it seems like I know what happened in like, he started chasing Oscars like pursuit of happiness which I actually like but that's different than this but then pseudo sci-fi that shit. break that 2008 2012 break yeah he starts doing like these like bad science fiction movies and movies that have like really bad script he, he seemed to he had a great nose for scripts for so long he had a great nose for hits you're right because every single one of the every year for a while he was doing and a even movie Wild, that was Wild good. West while it doesn't work you can understand like all right like, it's and, got a great cast and it's you can, interesting you can you can understand how you could See that movie potentially being a hit. Yeah. Right? I mean, uh, you know, it, it, yeah. It, it, there's not, it's not insane that that movie could be a hit. Of course. But then at some point, he just kind of loses every, he just, he doesn't, he doesn't have any read on things anymore. You know, there's all talk too about him getting into like Scientology, right? And then he's like, oh, I don't know. I think so. He's into like yeah. really weird stuff and like a lot of like self help, like motivational type stuff. Like he's like, he's, he, you're watching him talk now. He's like, oh, like a Tony Robbins, like glow to him a little bit. Yeah. He's, his wife just came on, uh, his Jada. wife. Yeah. She was on interview and she's like, you know, before coronavirus, I didn't really even know my husband. I, I had no idea who he was. And he didn't know me. We both admitted that this week. That's weird. They've been together like 15, 20 years. How do you not know your husband? Like, I had no idea who he was and he had no idea who I was, but now we know each other. It's like, what? that's weird. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. But I think, I mean, he's been famous for so long. Like he had music, TV show, whatever movies for so long. Maybe you get to that point in your career and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm coming on the other side of this hill. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to die anytime soon, but I'm past my prime. What's it all mean? And then you start searching for answers and you end up in Scientology and self-help. This, I think you're exactly right. This goes back to our common thread in this thing. When, yeah. you, when you become a level, it was a level of fame. When you hit that, 
I think you you lose your mind. Well, reality is this is not reality. When you're that famous, that's that's not like anybody. Like, there's such a small percentage of the world that has that same reality. You can't relate to anybody, right? So you're, like, you're almost like you lose humanity. Yeah, you lose. Yeah, I think so. And you wonder if that's why a movie like this works for him. I am legend mm. because you don't need to be human anymore. It's true. And it's like the last movie he did that was like, I guess he's doing the bad boys one. I haven't, I will admit I haven't seen it, but like, you're right. How do you, how do you, what do you tap into that makes you relatable? Oh, yeah. or in, you know, I don't know. This whole fame thing, I, that seems like a bitter pill to swallow. We're going to get you there, my friend. Uh, no, we're not. <laughs> glad I, what are you going to do? Sabotage our podcast? Yeah, what if we get a million downloads per episode? That's not going to make you like an like no, icon. It, no, no particularly way. because I mean, we're talking. It's not like our faces that are doing it. I think we're, we're okay. Dude. I don't know there's a big concern of Quantum Week becoming that huge. But, uh, but uh, <laughs> I, I do think, though, I mean, hitting that level, I, I'd like to think, although at 40, I would, I would pull the, I'd be like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm bouncing. I'm good. Um, but maybe at 20, you don't know to do that. No, definitely not. Definitely not. No, I mean, because you're, ch- there's so much upside to it when you're 20. Or even 30. Even 30. But I think at 40, you realize, you're young, you're healthy. You got, I don't know. You know, you got plenty of time to start up, excuse me, start a family still. Yeah. Like you, you just, you, the world is, it's long when you're 20. You became 30. really focused on getting his kids into movies. You got, you got, yeah. It came, came different. I don't know. Well, that's Will Smith. So, Will oh, Smith. so well, Man in Black. Man in Black. Is, is that kind of cool? I think, yeah, I think so. I think so too. Yeah. Well, we'll put that up on the, uh, on a Twitter poll. Definitely, okay. yeah, because I think- I'll throw Independence Day, Independence I'll throw Day, Bad right. Boys in there. Yeah, 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 I think so. All right, uh, should we move on to the song, which is Good Life? Yeah. Well, uh, so Good Life is a uh, Kanye West tune. Do you like this song? It's fun. It's um, it's 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 a good song for, it's for a, a popular song. song. Um, I, this is like my like fourth favorite song on this album. That's probably about right. Like, yeah, because you got stronger on here. You get you and, got a bunch uh, of stuff. Uh, oh my god, the light song. Um, uh, what is it? Oh my god, I don't remember. Great. I gotta look that up now. You can, and while you do that, I'm gonna say that it's off of his third album, Graduation. Which uh, Graduation? We don't have to go into like we talked about Kanye before. I was thinking about this. Like I don't want to. I don't really want to talk about Kanye so much anymore. Like, all right, on this one we talked about him before. But so why don't we, we'll just I'll just move on to Flashing the album. Lights. Yeah. And that's my favorite song of this album. Yeah. So like flashing lights and stronger. So I have like a Kanye playlist. I'm a big Kanye fan. Like we have talked about him. Yeah. And like, so those two songs are on my like 15, 20 song Kanye playlist. That That makes sense. Yeah. Um, This album's really good. This album, this album's good. It's not my favorite one of his though. Which one do you like better? I love love the, um, uh, so I, I, the, um, the Jay-Z collaboration is. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't know that one. Uh, that's no, yeah, yeah, you do. Which one? You've heard it. You've heard it. Um, that's my favorite one. I've never been a huge Watch con- the Throne. Okay, right. That is amazing. Like that yeah. is like uh, uh, I I like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. I think that's a really good album. Um, I, I I couldn't get into eight oh eight and heart and uh, heartbreaks. I tried. I like Jesus a, a lot. Ago. It's also kind of just where I was in life at that. I was in New York and I was just like it was just it, yeah, just like, yeah. it was a soundtrack of everything going around around me. Right. I mean, I like, don't get me wrong. I like this album. I think um, sounds really good. And, I, and this song is fine. Um, but this is not like to me when I think I got iconic Kanye. I, this is not out there, but this is fine for a, a song <laughs> based on the other songs we've covered on this show. This is on the high, You're happy high, to, high, uh, to happy cover this to, one. I listened a few times. I was okay. enjoying it. Yeah. Well, this one hit number seven this week. Okay. Uh, and that's the highest that it went. Uh, we did number one the last episode and I wanted to pick another one that I liked on here. And this was in the top. I like them both. Seven. Both good right. songs. Uh, so this good life is Kanye West featuring T-Pain. Mm-hmm. But he's got sort of a like he's 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 not really doing that much in this, and and we'll talk about that in a second. But it also has 
um, John Legend, Neo, they kind of sing um, the hook at the end of the song a little bit, but you can't tell that no. really any of them are in there because, and I think this happened, I don't remember what song it was that we did of Kanye last time, but the same kind of thing happened where he's really, he's sort of like Steely Dan in this way where he'll have a bunch of people come in and do a bunch of different stuff on a song and then he'll just like, nah, not that, ah, not that. Oh yeah, that'll work. And then he'll mix like a bunch of oh, these dude. things together and just kind of kind of make it work. Um, We're talking about one of the greatest producers like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. of all time. Absolutely. He's so, he's, so I mean, Kanye to me is, he's a good rapper. He's a, he's, he's a good rapper, but his production to me is just- It's awesome. Off the chart, maybe the best ever. You start having those conversations I, for me. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the- uh, and the reason why I bring up Steely Dan and why this resonates with yeah. me is because he actually does. Um, this is Champion, and that's Kid Charlemagne. That's a Steely Dan song on this album. Yes, oh, okay. So I packed it up and brought it back to the crib. Just a little something show you how we live. Wanted, See, I like this song better than. Um, oh, it's a great song. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's really neat. So I wonder if he's got some sort of affinity to Steely Dan because that's yeah. that's who I picture. It's like he's the Steely Dan of the the, the rap world. Steely Dan's infamous for it's just two guys um, and they're the rest of it is all session musicians. And, yeah. and they're like famous for having, you know, 13 people come in and do a guitar solo for one of their songs and like pick, picking one of them. That's really cool. Yeah. That's so a, yeah, it, it kinda, I, I'm it, sure he has some connection. Of course he, yeah. he and Kanye was a bright guy. He knows what's going on. Like totally. You can say it's crazy. That's fine. But yeah, you, you can't argue he's genius. Um, so Kanye in his life has sold 140 million records. So like, you know, he's a <laughs> so crazy, but the, so I don't really know T-Pain though. Do you know him? I don't. The only song that I knew. So T-Pain has two Grammys. One's oh. for this song, which oh, you like, right, he's right, does right, nothing. Right, right. And the it's other one like, is the, um, <laughs> it's a song, uh, it's, I think it's Blame It on the Alcohol. Do you know that Blame It on the Alcohol? It's him and Jamie Foxx tune. I do. It's like, it. it's kind of a weird, it seems a very spoofy song. You okay. should check it out. So I'll tweet it out because it's this weird song and it's kind of always stuck in my head because it's so odd. Um, but this is T Pain doing Sprung. And tell me if this is the most annoying thing you've ever heard. It's like that auto tune thing. Is that what that is? Yeah, yeah, he like overuses yeah. auto tune. So he'll sing and he'll do like, like mm. eh, eh, yeah, I don't, eh, I, don't, I don't like that in that auto tune, yeah. and it's so Same. annoying. And I don't. So he's kind of like using it almost like vibrato would be used. Like if you're a singer, you like ah ah ah. That's a vibrato thing. But it's so. Um, to sound human, your vibrato can't be like perfect, like the same distance in either direction of the pitch. Like you can't do that or you sound like a fucking machine. And that's what it sounds like to me. It's so cold and gross and fucking annoying. The auto-tune, I always look at auto-tune like this. I think it's really for children. It, it, yeah. You it's, know, it's, it's for teenagers. It's, it's, you're right. So it's hard for me to have like a real, I obviously hate it, right. but it's hard for me to have anything more beyond. It's like, well, it's not really, it's for children. It's like, you know. Right. Well, and it's auto-tune there. Uh, see, well. I would only say there are artistic uses for it that I have heard. Okay. Um, but that's fine. But in general, most people can't use it in artistic way. You can yeah. use anything, any sound you want, and someone can make art out of it probably. But sure. And and they do. But but in the it, mostly, an auto tune is a pitch correction tool, and people when you use it for pitch correction in a way that you don't hear it on the record, then it's very useful. But as a sound in general, you're right. It's like a kid's toy. It's, yeah. It's not. You know. It's not very good. Um, but this album, so this album won, it was, let's see, it won three Grammys and it had five nominations, including this song, uh, um, good life was nominated for two Grammys, but right. won one. 
Um, and then Stronger was nominated for one, and then the album itself was. Well, the T-Pain thing's interesting though. To go back to that for a second. Oh, the T-Pain. is that so? He I guess he had T-Pain do like four or five different things. That's right. And he's like he couldn't decide on which one he wanted to use, so he actually I guess used them all he together. Did. Yeah. Which is like oh, that's that's really cool. Yeah. I think I think it's like oh all right. Like, well, then he blend. I think he blends him um, that stuff with. Uh, John Legend and Neo at the end. I think it's a blend of all yeah. three of them because you can't decipher no, where I, one I ends and one, no. and one begins. Or at least I couldn't. I could I either. And I think, I mean, that, that, if yeah, if I could, if you couldn't, I can't. But it was, it was just like, oh, this is um, I don't know. Like, that's, isn't that cool? Like, instead of being like, well, I'm just going to choose the one that works. Kanye goes the extra step. He's like, well, let's merge them and see how that works. Yeah, that's a, that's a really cool creative. Totally. You know, yeah, yeah. That's that's going the extra step. And well, this is a Radiohead thing too. If you listen to Airba- Airbag, is the first song on um, OK Computer. Yeah, of course. Uh, the beginning riff, do 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 do, is a guitar and a cello layered on top of itself. Oh, it's right. a really neat sound. It's a great sound. Yeah, and, it's, and it's, it's such really cool. a great opening to that album. Yeah, sets that mood. And yeah, obviously Matt and I both huge OK Computer fans. Of course. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it, but people do that, and and uh, and I think actually it helps when you use when you blend tones like that. And number one, it makes it unique to your own sound, to your own thing, because no one else is going to do exactly what you did. Number one, um, but two, it it keeps it from sounding. Um, you know, really dated later on because it's a unique sound. It doesn't just sound like oh, this keyboard's strings or oh, this keyboard's organ. Where you're like, oh, that's the '80s Juno or whatever. Like, no, it's it's a totally unique thing, so it kind of ages better too. Okay. Uh, so I think a lot, you know, more talented artists. I agree with do you. That and that goes thing. back to like auto tune. So like auto tune is going to be of its time. So like 10, 15 years from now, we're all going to roll our eyes at, at this time in history yep. when auto tune is used a lot. Like, yeah. You know. But you're right. If you're doing something cre- totally creative, it's almost without era. That's right. You know, and it, it sets itself apart. Um, I wanted to tell you the nominees for album of the year okay, yeah, at this yeah. time too. So it won. This so one the Grammys, won. I will say. So one thing I'm going to throw a quick thing and I do want to do this, but Grammys, in my opinion, fuck it up way more than Oscars do. And Oscars can fuck it up a lot. Yeah. So some of these I didn't know, like Herbie yeah. Hancock's uh, River was nominated. Um, Echo, Silence, Patience, and Grace is a Foo Fighters album. Mm-hmm. That was nominated. I actually don't know that album at all. I can't remember it. Uh, these sure days by Vince Gill was nominated. Um, and an, and Amy Winehouse's, uh, back to black was nominated okay. as well. She won a bunch of Grammys that yeah. year as well, but this, but this one, I think history working back, I would say back to black and this are the two most. Right. Yeah, definitely. Of, of, yeah. Uh, of, of that year. So at least they got the winner, right? They probably yeah. fucked up the nominees. I guarantee you Vince Gill. I mean, it was, yeah, you know, what are we right. doing? No. That's the thing. Is, <laughs> so, so that's the thing. So I, I kind of love award talk. I'm a big award geek with stuff like this. So I think the Oscars, everyone's like, well, Chris, the Oscars fuck it up all. And they do. Oscars always fuck up the winner. Well, not always, but fuck up the winner a lot. But usually you get the, nomin- the nominees, nominees are right. Are right. The Particularly Grammy- now that they have expanded how many people they'll nominate. I guess I have some mixed feelings. Do you? Because I thought five was two. It was used to be five, right? Yeah, it's, it's kind but of- it also had some, like, it kind of took some of the shine off of, yeah. you know, what it meant to be best picture uh, nominee. Uh, the Grammys even fuck up the nominees. So that's where it's like, ugh, you know, like, because yeah. I guess with the Grammys, you have such a wide uh, voting birth that it's uh and music is so subjective it's even more subjective right, than movies is. are yeah and that you have just like this weird hodgepodge of like vince gill and kanye west <laughs> and, and herbie Hancock. Yeah. Herbie. what <laughs> right. the fuck are we doing here like you can't compare those people really i mean well, it's tough to and the amount of award i just scrolled through the awards oh. that year there's like a thousand that's not a thousand but it seems like a hundred awards it's crazy i mean it's i've won lot. i've won seven grammys <laughs> yes, yes. that's so good it is. you're very talented thank you um the other cool thing I saw about this album was it they there was a sales competition between this album between Graduation and 50 Cent's uh Curtis. Oh. 
And it's sort of, uh, they both sold a shit ton of, of albums, okay. particularly in the first week. Uh, this the, um, graduation went on to sell, I think it was like two. Um, oh, wait, where I have it somewhere. Uh, like 5 million copies or something. So it ended up doing really well, but it kind of marked a change in rap from like, it was all like gangster rap for a while from the mid, probably even early nineties up until this time. So, you know, from get Tupac, Tupac, Tupac and Biggie yeah. and like Dre and then, you know, up to like 50 cent and stuff. And that this sort of marked a real big change in that and going towards a more positive or anthemic or, or just less, Less about the, the gangster lifestyle. Well, you can basically. even see like Jay Z. Jay Z is a great example. Like Jay Z, he changed. He he was able to adapt. Yeah. So he was probably you know more gangster rap, drug dealer type songs early on, and then you know he he was a smart enough guy. Yeah. Where when this Kanye shift happened, like, where mm. rap kind of went more in direction I like more. Me too. I, I like this this stuff. It's more. Lot. This feels more artistic to me. I just think the, the, in the. the work done in the production movie. Like the songs, there's so many more layers and I think the lyrics are a lot more clever. And yes. It's just more my cup of tea. Uh, it, and it all, right. It shifted with Kanye and, and, and you know, Jay-Z also, you know, kind of shifted. But you're right. This is, this is with that shit. Yeah, out. kind of a lot of demarcation. Yeah. yeah. So this song, Good Life, two and a half million copies sold. Very highly acclaimed. The album was highly acclaimed, of course. Two yes. Grammy noms. One yeah. for, uh, they, it won for best rap song. Um, and it's just about kind of celebrating his success. This yeah. is his third album. He's definitely a style. He was a producer first. I mean, you can see why people would want him right. to help with, you know, production. Um, but he really, you know, he was but very by now, successful by, by now, now. He's a star. He's like, yeah, I'm 30 or something. And I'm now I'm, I'm a, star. a star. Yeah. Right. Um, and yeah. Oh, the, the, the other thing is the video is really cool. Did you, have you I watched did. it? I, I watched it's a black it, yeah. and white and yeah. there's a bunch of like animations and it's, it's I, I think it's really, it's really, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't watching videos at this time in my life, Me either. but I, I went I, back, I, I always go before. back and watch. Yeah, I try oh. to, uh, I never seen it before until I watched it this time. Um, yeah, it was good. So the main, um, situation is this sample. What is this? PYT by Michael Jackson oh my from God. Thriller. Oh my God. And it that. Is, wow. Yeah, so it's a slowed down. Let me see if I've got the. Play that again. Uh, yeah. It's the end of PYT. Oh, it is. Yep. Right. That's a good track. It is he a great. Was, he, he, that is one of my favorite Michael Jackson songs. Yeah. So I would know that like instantly. It's but almost they, like that album's like, you know, famous. Almost. Yeah. Thriller. Uh, so I'll just give it to you again, but. So they slow oh, it down, yeah, yep. right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's really clear once you <laughs> listen for it. Yeah. Badass. So good. Yeah, it's awesome. I love that shit. So anyway, so that's like the main thing. Like the whole song is really based around that. And then he layered these just phenomenal keyboards. I wonder what he paid. Over. to like. I don't know what you need to pay for the rights for such things. It's so like something like maybe that. Maybe just... Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's different, different than, than what different than different sampling. Than well, yeah, of course. Right, but it's different than sampling like a, a more obscure song, something like that, and off of a, you know one of the most famous albums of all time. Must have not been cheap. No, no, not at all. No. Um, yeah, because I think uh, they probably base it on how many sales you do too. I would guess you, you maybe you pay. Well, whoever owns it kind of sets the rate. So yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah it must be a, sh a shit ton. Um, but he layered keys. That that was the thing he'd. Uh, Kanye apparently was inspired by U2 and Bono. They were doing these big stadium tours, like right at the time that he sure. was writing this. And he was like, I want to do stadium tours that are, and so I want my songs to be epic like U2, yeah. where I'm doing these big, like anthemic songs yeah. with these giant keyboards and all that. So 
that he really that inspired him to write this way in in in, uh, in this album. So the tracks are a little bit slower. You know, they're more orchestrated. They're bigger. They bounce more. And this is a good example of that. So a slowed down, you know, pretty young thing track uh, is the backbone. Um, I was I'm gonna. I was going to show like other, I thought it was kind of interesting to look at other places that PYT was in, but I'm going to just skip that there. I'll tweet some of those out, but I did want to ask you a pop question. Probably can't hear that very well, but uh, that quote, he quotes a, um, he quotes, he says, wait, wait, uh, head switch the style up. And if they hate, then let them hate and watch the money pile up the good life. That's what he says right there. What pop question? What famous rapper and song did this quote come from? And to give you a hint, the song won the Grammy for best rap performance and hit number one on the rap top 40 hot 100 and R and B charts in 2003. I don't know in the club by 50 cent. So the interesting thing is 50. So he was quoting this because 50 Cent was famously given advice from a friend of his named Lloyd Banks, who said before he released in the club, he's like, if haters are going to fucking like, if you're going to do this style change, because he did, it was a different, sure. different thing than what he's doing. This like kind of club song yeah. versus gangster rap song. If they're going to hate you for it, fuck them, count your money and like, you're, you know, do your thing. And so same that Kanye took that, that message like personally for him too. in this one, like I'm changing my style. I'm going to do something different with this anthemic kind of move. And like the, you know, the, the more uh, arena type move. Sure. So I taken that to heart too. That's why he quoted him in this, in the song. Sure. Oh, that was an interesting one. Um, and I think, I think that's kind of it. Okay. Good song. A great. Yeah. I, I yeah. really like the song. I do. Yeah. Story? Yeah. So I, I I can tell you exactly what I was doing at this time. And I kind of want to talk about this like period of my life. And this is, uh, I was going to Celtics games a ton. So I was uh, I was a Boston Celtics. So you go for, wait, wait. One time you were going to like Red Sox games for an entire summer. And now, and at this time you're going to Celtics games. Well, there's a lot of Red Sox games, but this is, uh, so um, yeah, I mean, I was a sports fan for sure. Okay. Uh, more than I mean, yeah, I was more than I am now. But was this like a concentrated time of Celtics? Yeah, games? yeah, we explained. Okay. Yeah. So uh, in, I, I, I moved back to New Hampshire in uh, late 2006. Yeah. Ended up uh, moving in with my, my girlfriend at the time, Christy, and um, we got a condo in Dover, New Hampshire. And I was just looking for something to do that's fun. And um, I always wanted to be, as my life goal up to that point, was to be a sports season ticket holder. I thought that'd be really cool to like just be a season ticket holder, be able to have the chance to go to, yeah. you know, World Series, NBA final games or whatever your, you know, the final thing was. So it was really cool. So, uh, I, I wasn't making a ton of money at the time. I was making a little bit and I was like, all right, well, what could I do? I could not afford Red Sox ones. That was my number one. No. I could, could A, they have 81 games. Tickets are way too much. Yeah. Uh, Bruins, I'm not, I'm more of a uh, basketball than a hockey guy, but the Bruins were way out of my price range too. Not even something I could do. Celtics at the time, remember, this was before. Oh, before this is before Pierce. And right. The, yeah. Well, Pierce was there. I mean, you right. Yeah, let me explain. Let me, let me go to the story. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, uh, this, so this is before, um, you know, Ray Allen or Cameron or anything like that. So, uh, in fact, it was before the, the NBA draft lottery and the Celtics were coming off a pretty terrible year and they were going to have the draft lottery that May. So we're talking May of 2007. So, uh, you had two guys that everyone was saying Celtics have a good chance of getting. It was either Greg Oden or Kevin Durant. That's right. I remember. And they had a 40% chance of getting one of those two guys <laughs> That's right. and a 60% chance of not getting him. Now, I decided, I went through my bank account, looked at everything. I'm like, I'm going to go become a Celtics season ticket holder. I had enough to do it. Uh, but I'm going to wait until after the draft lottery to 
jump in because I think if they don't get either of those two guys, you think tickets will go down? Tickets might go down, or I'll have a better chance of getting a better seat. I right. think people are going to dump their season tickets. I think I'm going to have a really good chance. So I watched it. Half of me wanting Odin Duran because I'm a yeah, Celtics fan, yeah. and then half of me saying. I kind of hope they don't get it so then I can yeah. get really good seats. But then what am I getting season tickets for? Like this junk team. So sure enough, they don't get it. The very next day I call, they end up getting like the third pick and the sixth pick. I end up calling my, uh, I call a rep and they were so happy to hear from me. They let me come <laughs> down to the arena. I got to pick out my seat. I got to go to the guard when no one was there. And I, meanwhile, I'm getting the cheapest season tickets they had. Uh, it was, I think it was $14 a game something like that. It was very cheap. And I got two tickets uh, in the balcony. Um, but I got the, I, in my price range, I was able to get the very best seat in my price in section. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, I got to go and they brought me to the front office. I got to go, I got to go into Danny Ainge's office. He wasn't there, <laughs> but I had to go walk around. I got to um, basically walk around their whole front office. It was yeah. a really cool experience the, the, at the time. I think it is still the case. It was right across the street from the guard. So this was all during that summer of 2007. So, uh, right. And then you remember, you know, and anyone who likes the Celtics knows at the draft, they went and got Ray Allen. So I was really excited. I was like, all right, cool. Like Ray Allen, Paul, they already have Paul Pierce. Yep. That's probably enough to maybe make it the second round of the playoffs. I might, sure. I might yeah. be able to go to the, see some playoff games. Yeah. This is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a month later, they go and get Kevin Garnett. <laughs> oh, yes. And then it was like, you know, I was just like, holy shit. This I could all. end up going to see some really cool games. And I got, I went all in. I went to like every game. Christ. I, I ended up going to like 53 games that year. Wow. There's only 41 home games. But the playoffs. And the playoffs. So I think I missed like four games that year. Did you go to every play? You must have gone to every oh, playoff yeah. game. Yeah. Well, every playoff to. game. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. And um, uh, I got to go to NBA finals games. Um, uh, they, they, the prices were still pretty cheap. It was like $40 for me to go like for NBA final games. It was something ridiculous because they can only multiply it so many times. I see. Off of your seat. Yeah. Uh, and the next, uh, so I got to, but that December, I, I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. I'm going to these games. I'm, I'll talk about the NBA finals experience when we kind of hit that next year, June of 2008. I'll talk more about that experience. Yeah, yeah. But um, at this moment in time, I'm going to these games. I think it was mostly Wednesdays and Friday nights. Um, I was almost always going to Celtics games. It's usually when they had home games. Yeah. Then a lot of Mondays, but a lot of Wednesdays and Fridays. And it was just, you're watching them just annihilate these teams. Yeah. I remember the very first game I went to was against the Wizards. Uh, and I had a couple friends with me. Uh, a buddy of mine also had seen tickets two rows in front of me. He did the same exact thing. Uh, in fact, he goes to this podcast, Eric. He was two rows in front did of you, me. Did you guys do that on purpose? Kind of. We both said, yeah. hey, I think I got mine. He's like, I want to get them too. I said, go get them now. Here's what I paid. He's like, I can afford that. And he went and got them. Right he on. was two rows in front of me. I have a buddy with me. He's watching the Wizards just get, they beat the Wizards opening night, who were a pretty decent team. They beat like 40 points. And, and we both look at each other like, oh my God, this, we could end up seeing something really cool here. Yeah. And it was awesome. So I, I don't think I was ever as happy as a sports fan as a media as I was right in this very moment. So it's before the NBA Finals. The NBA Finals is incredible. Obviously, we'll get into that later. But yeah. at this moment, it's almost like, what am I... Like, it was just like, it was just awesome. You're seeing them just kick the shit out of teams every night. And yep. you realize that you just got in on something. You were really lucky. I went and got these at the lowest moment. And I and I had a lottery ticket and yeah. paying off and I just felt really it's so much fun to go to these games. I have so many warm memories of like driving down and sometimes I I even meet friends in Boston and then I would drive back to New Hampshire myself. So it was kind of a, a lonely existence on sure. some level, but I didn't care. I remember just like driving home with a big smile on face after these like you know 30, 40 point blowouts, just like all, all happy. It yeah, was a really cool time. I've always had like uh like a at some point in my retired life following a sports team the entire season. Like I would love to do me that. too. That's yeah. also a dream. Mind. I'd love to uh, follow a baseball team, even on the road. See exactly. If it's possible. Right. Yeah. It's really hard to do logistically. Yeah. Um, someone did it. What did the Knicks a few years ago? 
basketball is harder because basketball are on home stands. You just play one game in one city and move on. And you're out. Baseball, yeah. at least you have a home stand. You can kind of visit the city. I think it would be incredible. I want to. I'm, I have exactly the same thing. I want to do like get a Winnebago, and if you can drive to the places, go. Uh, I think it'd be just a really fun way yeah. to, to spend a year. Yeah. Um, and see if you could go all 162. <laughs> right. Could you make them all? I think um, so. Yeah. It'd be really expensive because you have to fly to places and stuff. You know, you, some places you can't drive to. You have to fly and stuff. And hotels would add up, but. Yeah, but it was fun. I got to go to almost every home game that year and see one of the best teams in recent NBA history. That was really fun. Awesome. Yeah, that, that seems like a yeah, lot of fun. Yeah, really, really, so not, see, not a dark story for once. Finally. Yes. Should we move on to headlines? Let's go. Uh, December 10th, Michael Vick gets 23 months in jail for his involvement in dogfighting. Yeah, fuck him. Uh, he was, so I'm a Jets fan. Uh, he joined the Jets. That's right. Um, when I was in New York. Yeah. And I actually didn't watch a single Jets game that year. Because of that? Yep. Because the thing is this, I watch the games with my dog, with my uh, dogs, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 I yeah. watch them and they're sitting right next to me. And yeah, I mean, whatever. I know it doesn't really do much. And I, I get it. Like one man's. Yeah, your dog's not going to know. Not just that, but like one man's, you know, not watching a Jets game is going to have no impact. So no, watch it, football. if it means but something for you... me, it was just like, you know, I'm just going to do different things on my Sundays. And for a year, I kind of just didn't watch. I did. I watched like the road games. I watched my, you know, I watched other things. They were sure. terrible that year too. So that made it, didn't make it that hard not to sure. watch. But it's like, I just fucked that guy. Like, I just don't. And I maybe, I know like he's worked on trying to turn his life around. I guess I give him credit for that. But I don't know, man. I look, I go home. I got my, my, my one dog is 11 Wakefield. He's incredible. I got Melfi the dog. She's four days old or whatever, eight weeks old rather. It's got her four days ago. Yeah, she's a wild card. But you know these dogs are so sweet, and these dogs all they want to do is like love you. And like, no, it says a lot about a person if they go after innocence like that. To if go they, to hurt yeah, animals to hurt, like that, like just to like any yeah. animal. I, I don't know. I mean, I get we need to hunt to live. And absolutely, that's, that's yep. different. That's totally a, different. A girl, you know, absolutely. If you know, I get that. But but for sports, like a domesticated animal. Yeah. Like what are we doing here? Oh, that's yeah. there's a level of cruelty. I don't know. So I I, I really. I really hate him. Canadian Willie Picton was sentenced to life in prison without possibility of parole for 25 years for killing six women, but he confessed to killing 49. Oh my God. Yeah. Willie. But apparently Canadian law only allows you to, the maximum sentence is life in life in prison, but you can, you can be up for parole in 25 years. Not that he'll ever get it, but still it seems. No matter what you always have. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. All right. Good to know. It's interesting. Good to know. (laughs) I'll go to to Canada. Test that. Um, December 12th, sprinter Marion Jones is stripped of her five medals from the 2000 Summer oh, Olympics for yeah. PEDs. That's right. I remember that. That's right. Yeah. She was a, a big athlete, uh, you know, star yeah, athlete. Was. Star and, athlete. Uh, and she won. Yeah. Yeah. It was five was Wasn't her, was her um, husband or boyfriend involved with? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a dark story. Yeah. It is. Um, and then the last thing is we did mention Andy Pettit admitting yeah. to PED use, yeah. but I just wanted to confirm it was on the 15th. So I think he, yeah. I think the report came out on the 9th and he, he, yeah, same week. he came back to us on the yeah. 15th. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Andy Pettit, you know, did, did acknowledge it. Uh, you know, with him, he's a tough, tough case. Cause you, you can make a case where he could be a hall of famer. I don't think so, but okay. He's let's say there's no PEDs. He's bubble. Right. He has over 200 wins. One of the greatest postseason pitchers ever. just doesn't do it for me. I, well, yeah. it has to now, though, because otherwise no one will get in. But even that, that was when well, did he Kurt retire? Schilling is the same thing. Dude, Kurt, Kurt, should Kurt Schilling be a Hall of Famer? Yeah, the Blood Sock. Yeah, okay. I think so. Because right. well, he, he, has way, two, he has two way more, as well. Way more strikeouts. Um, okay. Dominant for uh, three teams, including winning a World well, who Series. Who cares how many teams you're dominant? Well, for? okay, but we're. we're um, Pettit was dominant for two, I guess. So it's yeah, but he didn't. Did he win the World Series? Like, he won the World Series for the Diamond. He went to World Series at Houston. Yeah, but did he win? Like, was it, he was responsible. He has more rings than Schilling does. What are we doing here? He has three. Uh, Schilling has three. Yeah. How many, the Yankees? How many does he have? He won in 96, 98, 99. It was that long 2000. Yeah. All right, whatever. 
Border, borderline. Okay. Schilling gets in. Right. Sounds, like, <laughs> sounds, sounds like your argument is uh, not biased at all and, and full of facts. I don't. Okay, I don't think Pettit should get in. I think Schilling should get in. So I agree with you. But but here's but, argument. but I the argument really is ERA. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's correct. Answer. I don't like ERA. I don't like earned run average. Like you, okay. there's, there's well, there's nothing you can you can't really as your pitcher. There's not much you can do about that. I'd rather whip. I'd rather some other things like wins above uh, replacement that type of stuff. What whip is better? Walks, hits per inning pitch. That's way better. That's that, what if the hits are all home runs? That doesn't well, that, show up. No, that's that a good point. Whip. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, no. yeah, you're right. I thought about this a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but ERA, I don't think it's a very good stat. Yeah, I think it's the most important stat. Okay. You think it is yeah, for pitchers? Yes. Why? But the fielders. I Maybe mean, ERA huge... plus. I guess that that it takes into account of right, errors like, and things. Yeah, yeah. That, that's probably and that also better. takes into stadium. Sta- I'm more worried about stadium impact. Yes, that's than true too. About, yeah, Coors Field versus you know Fenway or something, or like or San Francisco actually is probably absolutely. All right. Well, I'm glad we're agreed on something. Yes. Anything else we need to talk about in this episode? Uh, yeah, we do. So we have uh, shows uh, next week. We're going to 1988, I believe. 88. And we're going to cover Rain Man with a guest. With a guest. And welcome to the jungle. Welcome to jungle. That's, uh, that's our next show on Wednesday. We have a guest. Should we, do you want to answer who the guest is or should we save it? Maybe we'll save it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's come back on Wednesday. We have a guest. And then uh, and then we're doing uh, twins next week as well. Oh, yeah, that's true. Sure, so uh, 1988, we're back in the 80s. Uh, Join us then. See you then.